0: Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the one, no, welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 7th, 2020. Strong hand, come on. Fiction, golden age, relentless, strive for greatness, avoid mediocrity. Okay, dudes, hello, my elite friends. But if you've got questions, i got answers, so type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. Or you can tell me a question in advance like uh, someone has tonight, and I will answer that question about garlic and onions uh, coming up pretty soon. And maybe I'll talk about orange juice then, also because somebody in the chat was just talking about orange juice before I went live, and I, I do want to address that. So, someone remind me about that when we get the garlic, or and onions. So, in this day and age, a lot of people are panicking, and it seems like the radicals, the people who do not panic, are the radicals. The healthy—it's radical to be healthy. It's radical to take personal responsibility over your own health and worry about yourself instead of virtue signaling and pretending to worry about everyone else and trying to shut everything down for the benefit of everyone else. It's radical to think about yourself and to make yourself healthy and get yourself straight. And if other people aren't going to get themselves straight, then, well, that's their business and they can deal with the consequences. So I'm a radical, I guess. I'm a unique beast. Uh, mentally and physically, you have to be healthy in today's day. You you can't worry about this stuff. Okay. Um, don't, if you lock yourself in a basement and put yourself into seclusion, so you don't get sick, I mean, that's not very healthy at all. Uh, just changing your entire daily routine. It's, it's not very healthy. Hiding from society, not very healthy. 20% 20% of the people produce 80% of everything. Okay. That's what 20%. Well, that's just the way it, they're not old people. They're not hardly anyone. That's a 20% or in terms of production, in terms of production is a, a, an old person. You retire when you're old, you don't really produce that much when you're old. So we're getting into a situation here where, um, 20 percenters will be able to recover but when we're talking about you're saying well young people shouldn't go to conferences anymore and young people they shouldn't go to work anymore they shouldn't go to school anymore they shouldn't do anything anymore they should just sit in their houses and rot um that is going to cut down on total productivity by a lot but you're telling so if you're a real producer and you know who you are Keep on producing. Keep on. This is a time of opportunity because I'm telling you, if the 20 percenters stop producing, it's going to be the 80 percenters. are going to be crying a lot more than over some disease that most of them can't catch. OK, then most of them catch. It'll be just like getting a normal flu. OK, uh, so be careful what you wish for people. There are a lot of sick people out there who want there to be a pandemic who for political reasons, for whatever reasons um, and want the world to shut down. It's it's going to be you, you non you, you you a person who's never in motion who's going to be hurt much more. So because when the in motion people stop being in motion and you were never in motion in the first place, you're not the productivity level is going to go down by a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot more than you expected, and you're not going to be able to live anymore. So be careful what you wish for, dudes. And I will say this, just be healthy, be mentally healthy. If you, if you can be mentally healthy, if you can still work, if you can still do everything that you were doing four weeks ago and just not let this get you down, you are in great shape. Um, and I'm going to get into what's going on here. And, and I just want to say I'm providing today. There's links below. Check out the links below. I'm giving you information. I'm not giving you emotional stuff to worry about, to cry about. I'm not trying to make people panic. There are a lot of entities out there. The media the media plays on your emotions. A lot of power-hungry people play on your emotions. So you control your own self. You, power is something that you have that you produce for yourself. Don't, don't cede your ability to make decisions for yourself over to other people. But most people have done that already, and they rely on the government. And whenever there's something that's even the – has the faint taste of a disaster. They're just like, oh, what's well, the uh, government solve my? Basically, they're piling into, hey, uh, you know, let's shut this event down. Let's shut that event down. That's the big trend. That's the big virtue signal of the day. Okay, I'm a radical. I guess I'm not going to join this groupthink. Okay, we can't cancel everything out there. We can't all be. We can't be is of panic. Okay, uh, it, it's the CUCK train. I mean, there's a lot of dudes riding that train right now. Like, Ooh, it's, oh, it's it's ridiculous, okay? It's ridiculous. But we're going to get into the specifics soon. And I understand on a certain level why people are shutting down things because they're scared of lawsuits. We're living in a world of lawsuits. We're living in a world where people fear being blamed uh, for other, don't go to an event. Okay. Don't go, don't go outside. If you're really truly scared of getting sick after all the information is out there then don't go. Okay. Let people have their events still. Don't threaten. Uh, but, but I do understand we, we have, we live in this society where everybody's always suing everyone now. So some of these events, they, they know that people aren't going to get sick at their events. They just don't want to get sued by losers who uh, can't take personal responsibility over their own health. Okay. I mean, Every year people get the flu. Do they sue South by Southwest when they get the flu after South? I'm sure some people went to South by Southwest last year, got the flu afterwards. Did they sue them? Did they make a big deal out on Twitter about it? No, but now that this thing is out in the open, uh, this, this is the big trend that this is the big thing. Everyone needs to be worried about. Everyone is on edge. Everybody's willing to blame other people for their own decisions on why they got, they can't breathe and they got this disease and they got sick. It's it's the president's fault, or it's south by south. It's someone else's fault, but their own fat butts fault for not keeping uh, healthy all this time. Okay, pound that like button. I think I forgot to say that. Um, so yeah, dudes. Every day, we we step, when we step outside, we could something bad can happen to us. It's just that's the way of the world. You could catch the disease. Okay, you take precautions in life so you don't get sick. Or you don't do something stupid. You don't walk out in the middle of the traffic. All right? Um, so, I, I personally, I mean, I've been living the healthy lifestyle for a while. This stuff doesn't worry me at all. Build up your immune system. If you've been sitting on a couch all day long for years and years, drink a beer, um, you've no one to blame but yourself if you keep getting sick. All right? And you now you have this opening to blame the Chinese or to blame Whoever because everybody's heard about this uh, disease. So let's go to uh, Carl Denninger of Market Ticker. He has a great post. I linked to it below, and I'm going to read you from it. Now, some of it, he, he it gets a little political at one point, so ignore that point. Um, but he does bring up some new terms, and I linked to these ter- terms below. VO2 max, metabolic, metabol- <laughs> metabolic uh, I can't pronounce the word. Metabolism equivalent of task, uh, which is met. All right. Here, facts that are known about the disease. And I can't. Healthy adults are very low risk of having a serious, critical, or fatal outcome. Serious is defined as in hospital required. Critical is defined by intubated, extraordinary measures. Fatal is obvious. Three, comorbidities or serious age 65 dramatically raises the risk of bad outcomes by a factor of 10 20 or even 100 all right do you guys know what co- comorbidities are it means for you that you can get the flu maybe this flu is a little bit more contagious for people that are 90 years old you got a 90 year old look out for them uh, if you think you've been in contact with someone that's sick that don't hang out with your 90 year old put them in their condo put the food under you know Get them stuff. Don't touch them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Don't throw them in an old age home, but that's what most Americans do. And then they start crying when this happens. Oh, I, I abandoned my old person in my family, and now they're dead because of they were in an old person's home. No, that's your fault, dude. You sent them to the, the disgusting old person's home in the first place, all right? If you really care about your old person, create a plan. Dude, don't stop what doing what you're doing. Now, if you're traveling around, around the world like I am, all right? And you, you have a, an old person in your life like I do, okay? Then you have to make the decision. The, do I, did I encounter anyone with this disease? Do I want to risk grandma's life? That's something you decide on your own, okay? But you shouldn't stop from living your life then. If you, you – you can live your life and then if you think it's serious enough, say, you know what, grandma? I'm not going to see you for a month. I'm going to talk to you on the phone like I do when I'm traveling around the world all the time, okay? That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. First, I'm not going to be back in Baltimore until April the 6th, all right? I can decide then if I'm going to see grandma or not. If I don't see grandma, then I think it's fine. I, don't, I haven't seen her since December, all right? We talk on the phone. You could do that with your grandma, all right? But, again, and everyone makes their own decision. It's personal responsibility here. Now, so but, but I, just, I just brought up those three things by Carl Denner, because They're very important to take into effect, here, into account. Because it's it's a healthy person, which so few people are today. I guess everyone, most people who are under the age of forty-five should be in tip-top shape, okay? But they're not. But they're not. And that's why I guess a lot of people are sort of worried. Like they're well, you know, I got that. Uh, I can hardly breathe. I can't. I can't run a mile. Uh, maybe I, I've got a problem. Yeah, you do have a problem. I guess if you're not healthy. That you take care of yourself. You don't need to shut down every darn event so you don't get sick or so other people don't get sick and bring it to you or I don't know what the, the darn logic is, okay? So it's not going to spread. No, healthy people should go about their lives. If they get sick, they get sick. They're not going to end up in the hospital. But should, should healthy people change their whole lifestyle just because some unhealthy people didn't get around to ever becoming healthy, all right? All right? And again, old age is something we're all going to, hopefully, we're all going to make it to, okay? So that's something we all are going to have to deal with. All old people, and you can consider yourself old, over 75, 85, I don't care how you consider it all. You deal with new situations as you get older. Okay, this is a new situation. They have brains. They can deal with that. I don't have to worry about them, all right? it's right? I'm taking care of myself. Now, again, if I have loved ones, yeah, I'm gonna take care of them. But I don't have to care about your loved one. I don't have to care about your 65-year-old father who's been drinking beer for 50 straight years, okay? That's not me. And if a virus kills him, then that's his fault, okay? That's right. I mean, some there's weed out viruses all the darn time. People are dying all, all the time. Time to time. Only now that we live in this information age, in this age where everything's a soap opera, where everybody's got to make a big deal out of everything, now everyone's like, "Oh, woe is me! People die when they're old, oh, because or, or unhealthy people are dying from viruses. Oh, every year the flu kills millions of people. Or it, it's a, it, we we these these vi- viruses are weed outs, all right? I know it sounds sickening, but it's that's the way it's been for eternity. Okay, since we've been on this planet, all right." So deal with it. So let's go back to Carl Janitor. The virus pir- primarily attacks the lungs. It causes other, uh, God, I heard something it causes other symptoms, but the bad outcomes occur when you are essentially asphyxiated. Those who have compromised pulmonary capacity, persons with COPD, diabetes with complications, old people with seriously compromised physical output capacities, uh, asthmatics, etc., are at much higher risk. Okay, so, I mean, we, we went, if you've been smoking your whole life away, th- this is a long, this affects people's, uh, that th- can't breathe right, all right? And if you are a runner, <laughs> like I am, all right, for all those people, oh, you've been running? That's not very healthy. I mean, the people that say that are completely ridiculous. The, <laughs> you're in good shape. You're in real good shape if you if you can run. Your lungs are if you can do any athlete if you can walk up the stairs. If you freaking set up a standing desk instead of sitting all day, like I do, I stand all day basically. You're in good shape. And again, that measurement, uh, well, there's Carl Benner goes over it, METS and VO2 max. If you get levels of both of them, if your capacity for both of them is is high, you are in good shape. And I I had a little summary of that. Um what did I say about China. All right, so uh yeah, so those with great lungs are in good shape, those with bad and who can't suck up oxygen are in bad shape. All right, so I I I hope you get the point by now. But politicians also i think another reason politicians are making a big deal out of this is they don't want their best voters to get sick all right old people and people who are dependent on the government fatties um and, and just people who are, who are generally sick they depend on the government they depend on the, and they vote they vote and I, I think this might have a little bit to do about why uh the politicians are, are just bringing this up so much uh that i mean you should go to lakeview Towers and. Buy, i've talked about this in past videos layers is a uh it's controlled by baltimore and city and the federal government it's it's on a prime piece of real estate it shouldn't even be there on drood lake in baltimore it's got a bunch of old people living it and they've been abandoned by their relatives um the government pays for everything for the- it's disgusting in there the government also throws in uh people criminals who have become paralyzed they've been shot so they're paralyzed and, and they live in there now. And, and just all sort of craziness goes on. I mean, it, but they all vote. All these people are piled in. You know why they all vote? Because the voting area where you vote is on the base level of Lakeview Towers. For the Re- Reservoir Hill area of Baltimore City, one of the voting stations, polling places, is right there in the bottom of Lakeview Towers. So all the people in there, uh, in that unhealthy, horrifying place, and it is hard. Um, they have no personal responsibilities. They, back to my point here that so many uh, that, that the reason the politicians are, are going wild and are worried is because, yeah, their main constituents are going to get sick, but they never could take care of themselves in the first place. They're old now. They still can't take care of themselves. And this is hurting people that cannot take care of themselves. Now, by the way, young uh, Carl Jenner said that no like kid has died from this yet. Is because their lung capacities or whatever the darn terminology is. It's great still it's great they uh, let's let's go back to the correct terminology here their vo2 max is great a little kid isn't a smoker hasn't been drinking for years their lungs haven't been falling apart mostly they're fine they're fine they're recovering they it, they can get sick from the flu and the, the their lungs might be not be as great during this time but they're it, it the damage or the the sickness in their lungs won't be greater than the VO2 max, than, than the, with the, the lung capacity, whatever it is, for the oxygen intake. I'm not a – read Carl Denner's freaking article, okay? It's linked below. It is great if you are logical, if you have reading comprehension, you will calm down if you have, have ever been worried about this, which you shouldn't be. So, the media continues to run glorification of victim pieces. We are sick and weak and in seclusion, but we're having fun. Yes. (laughs) It's so great to have locked ourselves in our houses. We've become closer to each other. We're not doing anything productive. Look at us. We're victims. Hey, but. We'll be back one of these – and the media just says, yeah, these are great. These are great examples of people. They're not in motion anymore. They've locked themselves up. They're in fear, and people keep writing about this. Oh, look at this congregation. Look at these people. they are locked themselves away for 14 days. Oh, it's so great what they've done for the country. Oh, for the country, they've secluded themselves. For the people, I mean, What is this? <laughs> Is fascism, is it communism? Tell me, what is it? What, what, what is everybody, is everyone supposed to do it for the people, for the nation? I mean, come on. This is, I will lock myself in the basement for the nation, for the people, for Bernie. No, no. It, it, and, and this is the stuff that's glorified. And, and be scared. And now if you don't do this, you should be worried. You should be really worried if you don't lock yourself away. If you, know, if you were at an event where there was one sick person and you're not locking yourself away you you should have guilt you should feel bad you're going to hurt somebody else's grandma somebody's you know they're not someone else isn't taking care of their own grandma or that grandma isn't taking care of herself so you you need to worry about yourself and lock yourself away yeah all right so the great Elon Musk had a awesome tweet it said the name of the virus and I can't say the name of the virus the name of the virus panic is dumb and yes it is dumb. The panic is dumb. The panic is wasteful. It's ludicrous. It is it's only gonna hurt the sick people and the people who can't take care of themselves more, okay? The people panicking. But when the healthy people panicking and stop being in motion, they're gonna still be healthy, okay? But they're just not gonna be producing anymore. And it's the unhealthy people that need the products of the of the healthy people. And if there's less and less production going around and the economy starts to Get, go into recession. Who's gonna? Who's not gonna be able to get a job in that recession? The unhealthy people aren't gonna get. It. The healthy people still be able to get the jobs. Okay, the p they'll get back into motion again. They'll realize no, I shouldn't have locked myself away for two weeks. I shouldn't have stopped traveling. I shouldn't have stopped running a business. Um, they'll be fine. Now, and, and here, this is. I have, a lot, I have a lot written down from this. These are all my notes from the week. So some of this uh, I might have covered already. So, yeah, I said, what people have said, what about the old people? What about what about them? I mean, they have many challenges with old age. Okay, and I I mentioned this before. All right. Take care of your own. It's not my responsibility to take care of old people. All right. It's not lock them up if you think it's as bad as uh, some people say it is. All right. And for apparently for some old people, it is bad. Okay, And for people who can't breathe right, it is bad. Uh, so if you've got someone like that in the family, then you know research it more, research it more. But for me to stop traveling because you because of some old person is ridiculous. All right, I'm not. I'm not changing what I'm doing. Nav, Navel, Navel, whatever his name is, uh, was on Scott Adams. It was a pretty good interview. He 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 just talks about how I don't know people's. I don't agree with him on everything about this, but he's a smart guy and that certain out some some positives might come out of all this and, and that's the way i look at it more people working from home uh being more people being more productive by working from home i i i, uh, I think that is i think that's a good thing to work for. i've always thought working from home was a good thing all right um so if, if this gets people to work from home that's that's great to work at their own pace that's great um so that that's a positive that, that can come out of this um, so yes yeah, south by southwest was canceled and i think People in Austin should be radicals, the healthy radicals there. They should just have their own, have their own event. Because there's so many people that book tickets there that already have hotel rooms there. Let them have their own. So on Friday's show, which you should all watch, it's linked to below, This Week in Bitcoin, Juan Galt, Ken Bozak, and Chris Black were on. And also you should watch, i, I put a show was posted earlier today of my talk in Long Beach. So watch that. But I, I said I, I mentioned the cancellations on uh Friday's show. And little did I know that during Friday's show, when I was talking about cancellations and I brought up, but you know, I'm still going to San Francisco for the Bitcoin 2020 event at the end of this month, Bitcoin 2020 got postponed. <laughs> so I won't be going to San Francisco at the end of this month because they they postponed it to until the third quarter. So at least they've rescheduled it. I mean, that's a positive. But so many people were praising them. Oh, you're so wise to do that. You're so great to do. Thank you. Now, I know, I'm not praising them. I'm not, I'm not getting on that train. I'm not a CUCK. I mean, uh, and I'll say. This. So they're like, well, why not just cancel if half the people are CUCKs and uh, are, are scared? that uh, they're going to catch something that they they can't even catch because they're healthy. Or they can't even – they can catch it, but anyone can catch a darn flu, okay? They're not going to end up in the hospital. They're not going to end up sick. How many people in this space that go to these conferences are under 30, all right? A lot, a lot. Now, some are smokers maybe. Some do smoke weed and do ridiculous things. Uh, I'd still put their chances of not getting incredibly sick pretty high, all right? Uh, but again, it's their darn fault if I've been smoking weed for the last ten years. All the, all of you guys have been saying, "Yeah, man, there's nothing wrong with smoking weed." Yeah, all right. But read Denninger's article about the smokers and the lung pad, all that stuff, and what this affects. Hey, you you do what you're gonna do. Um, But because you've been smoking weed all this time and you're susceptible of this, and I can supposed to be on a Monday got canceled. Monday, April twentieth, I was supposed to fly there. Um, so that's interesting. It might have been, re- it's hard to tell if they rescheduled it or not. It says cancel, but then it says it's the day before, also. So, uh, all, all sorts of panic is going on here. All Maryland declares a state of emergency. Just the, the same, like it, it, the panic that terms like that even put into people's heads. And it, I, again, it, it's it hits emotional people more so. It seems to hit, hit women so more so because they're the mothers of the world, even though their kids are not at risk. Little kids are not going to die from this stuff because it, it just does they're in better health. I mean, look at the stats that are out there. Um, I was glad to see the Chabad and oms Mills is still having their Seder. I'm glad to see that a lot of religious groups are still doing what they're doing. I was at synagogue today. There were a lot of old people there, or older dudes coughing and whatnot. I don't give a darn whatever i mean but they're always snotting it up during the winter i mean that's just the way it is old people snot it up during the winter at religious ceremonies have you ever noticed that before are you scared now are you scared are you scared the rabbi is gonna sneeze on you or the priest is gonna sneeze? he's been sneezing on you every darn month anyway i mean what's Personal responsibility, dudes, get yourself healthy. But that's the radical today. The radicals today are the people that, that are talking like me. There are few people that are talking like me. Most people are like, oh, government, tell me the answer. Take care of me. Give me a test kit now. I need a test kit to, to know if I'm sick. Oh, oh, oh I need a test. You, you need that to know if you're sick. If you know if you're truly sick. Really, you need a test kit. You can't, you don't know your own body well enough if you're sick or not. Uh all right. So. I like a LeBron James here. I don't usually agree with LeBron James on anything, but I agree with him on this quote and it's linked to below the NBA wants its teams to prepare to play games without fans if necessary because of the coronavirus crisis. But LeBron James already said he won't play basketball in an empty arena. We're going we're to we're play our games, but fans can't come to our games. He's not going to play anymore. That's right. LeBron James, you take a stand against this nonsense. People should be able to go to the NBA shouldn't shut down, shouldn't shut down fans from from going into arenas. If healthy people want to see you play, let them play. And if they're not going to let anyone play and you enjoy seeing people having you play, don't play. Good. I like that. Take a standing. Someone's got to be alpha about this. I've said this many times. Someone's got to take a stand against this ridiculous emotional Panic! Shut every single event down. Everything must be. No one can touch anyone. No one can see anyone anymore. No one can go outside anymore. I mean, good job, LeBron James. Good job, Elon Musk, for being alpha about this freaking thing, dude. Because the the CUCKs out there, who I, I, it just it just shows what this world has deteriorated into. Be a man, people and women. You be a man. You you be strong too. Okay, don't be a man. You know what I'm talking about here. Don't, don't play into this atmosphere of glorifying the victim, wanting to be a victim, thinking you're about to become a victim, thinking everyone is a sick, paranoia, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all right? Take care of yourself like you always have – should have been the entire time, all right? You should be a person who knows how to take care of themselves all along, all along, and it's shameful that so many Bitcoiners who, depend, who say they're independent – are so de- all of a sudden so dependent, so worried. Can't even do a bit of research to see who this is affecting. Can't even put it in perspective that millions of old people get sick every year anyway. And that's part of being old is dying, for God's sakes. Now, um, and part of being young is experiencing life and not locking yourself in and being productive and being in motion. All right. Now, former Republican congressman Aaron Schock comes out as gay. And that was a headline, and I really didn't care. But you've got all these women on Twitter just – I guess they don't like Republicans. And so they're coming out with their predictions about who's next to say they're gay. And they're like, Mike Pence, Jared Kushner. And what, what does this really mean? Let's Let's study the psychology of this. You know what I think it really means? That these women – are sexually attracted to Mike Pence and Jared Kushner, Kushner. but they hate them because of their politics. And so they're gonna say they're gay. That's their way of getting back with these men that they know they could never get. They know that they're sexually attracted to uh, someone like Kushner, who's a good looking guy, a rich, good looking guy with a hot wife, hotter than them, But So they're going to just say they're wishing him to be gay, although he must must be gay because I don't like his politics, and I could never get him anyway. So when you you see things like that, when people are accusing people who are not gay of being gay when someone else of their political party has just come out as gay – they're sexually attracted to them and you should confront them on it. Say, Oh, so you're, you're sexually attracted to Jared Kushner. I mean, bring that. I mean, it's a total waste of time, but I, I saw this jumping up on the screen today on Twitter or the other day. Now, another thing that was trending on Twitter, just to show how just soap opera life is Monica Lewinsky after 22 years, um, people are, are, are talking about her in the USA and just, it just shows you how many people are living in the past and they love the gossip to an extreme, uh, and, but at the same time, it shows you how easy it is to ignore something like this and how to be in motion, because you got to realize when you start seeing something like that trend on Twitter, that it's the 80 percenters are just wasting their time on this. I don't even know why Monica Winski was coming up from 1998, all of a sudden in the year 20. All right. Um, but they were yeah. gossiping, dying, whatever you want to say about her. And for me, it's very easy to ignore and then to get back to real life of making a new show every day long. And, and then they complain why the government didn't take care of them. Uh, but if you can avoid all that, and I, I personally think it's pretty easy to avoid something like that, don't you? So that's the positive spin I take on that. Now, when I watch my videos, I noticed that all of a sudden Airbnb is starting to have advertisements during my videos and they are such status CUCKs. It's unbelievable. Their ad now I, I like the service that Airbnb provides me. It, al- it allows me to get a uh, rent, rent uh, studios, apartments, whatever you want to say, of individuals all over the world. It's great. It's great. All right. But they are so scared of the governments and of the negative feedback from statists that they have an advertisement saying, bragging, bragging about all of the taxes they have collected for local municipalities around the world. Oh, they have been so great. They've collected so many te- – they've paid so many f- ridiculous fees that these municipalities have heaped upon them. Now, you, you shouldn't be bragging about that. because that, 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 just, that just boosts up the prices for the rest of us, OK? All the hotel taxes that you – you're not a hotel, but you force some of your people to pay hotel taxes in different municipalities. But, but, hey, they've got an ad bragging about this. And apparently it works because most people are like – think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing that Airbnb is charging all these extra fees that they never had to in the first place until until these municipalities got angry and, and said, "Well, you're really a hotel, so you got to do what the hotels do." Just do the stifling of the innovation that these entities have put out there. And now Airbnb is like, "Yes, we love that our, that uh that that these uh government entities have been stifling our innovation." So, yes, we're going to we're going to brag about it. This I mean, I can't believe I watching these. Ad- and so, of course, I click away from the advertisement as, as, as quick as possible because I would otherwise vomit to watch the entire thing, I guess. Uh, and I guess if I vomited from Airbnb, that means I'd, I'd be sick and then I'd have to uh, cry and lock myself in my room for two weeks or something. Right. 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 All right. So uh, anyway, uh, here's a question from the audience. Oh, let me make sure that there weren't any other questions from the audience. All right. This one's about garlic and onions. <laughs> Bitcoin Meister, at some point, please share your favorite uh, ways to eat onions and garlic. Personally, I've been disappointed to find many recipes uh, are excessively rich in cream, oil, bread, butter, etc. Thanks. All right, dude. Yeah. Don't, don't. I, if you're going to eat onions, no bread, no bread. Don't worry about no, no, and so this is what you should do. My what I love to do with onions. I open up a nice avocado, and I cut an onion, and I use the onion to scoop out the avocado. Ooh, it adds, it adds, and eventually you get used to the onions. I eat onions every day, every day, and I have garlic mostly every day. When I have garlic around, I I, I eat, and you know personally, I get, with all the meat, with the chicken. With the, the 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 cow, the sheep, whatever it may be, whatever I may be eating, I'd love to put onion in there and garlic. It it, it brings out the taste in the meat. All right? You just you use the garlic as a, a utensil to stoop out the 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 beautiful uh fat that the, the meat leaves behind sometimes. Or the again scooping out the avocado with the onion, mm, I love it. And you know, I'll take it. I'll scoop out the avocado with the spoon and put a little garlic in it. It, it. it blends in. You get used to it. You get used to it. The 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 yellow onions can be very strong sometimes. They can be they can be very strong. But man, they're good. They're really good. and you get used to it. You get you get used to it after a while. Definitely. Now with the salmon, I. I don't put the onion with the salmon because I love the the taste of salmon. I enjoy more. Uh, I I just, I just feel like this, the the onion can bring out, if you're eating the chicken breast and chicken breast is not my favorite part of the chicken, but let's say I have a whole chicken. I can eat a whole chicken in one sitting. Okay. If I got a whole chicken, a little chicken, um, then you're going to have to have the breast. And I find the breast to be very dry. So I put that onion on that chicken. breast. Oh, it's good. It's not as dry. It's not dry anymore. It brings out the flavor. And again, with my, uh, with my chicken, I never p- fry a chicken or put oils on a chicken and all this ridiculous stuff you put on a chicken that's unhealthy that people have to do their chicken. You mentioned oil. Yeah. Exactly. So you just put your onion on the chicken, just the onion and the chicken. It's great. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Oh, maybe you, you, your, your chicken has some skin on it. You take that skin off and you wrap it around the onion or wrap it around the garlic. Oh. It's good. So I, I'm, I'm basically saying that the, with, when you're eating your animals, you put the, uh, the garlic and the onion in there. But the, the real innovative thing or different thing is scooping out the avocado with the onion. I, I love to do that. I also like when I have an apple to scoop out the avocado with the apple. I think that's a, a good combination also. So, uh, All right. So I, I, I hope that answered your question. Uh, but it, it adds flavor to a dry meat. How about that? I could have just said that. <laughs> oh God! I guess I, I prefer fish to all the other animals. I think you guys have gotten that over the years. Definitely. If I if I, if you give me salmon, chicken, turkey, and all the others, I will always pick the, the salmon. Always. I got I got. Should I show you? No, I'm not going to show you that. I uh, it's, I don't want to mess up my leftovers that I'm going to eat tomorrow. Uh, but I've been having salmon head lately. I love to eat salmon head. I think I've mentioned that before. The salmon head and its collar are the best. All right, so an orange juice. Someone at the very beginning of the show says they drink orange juice. And then I said, uh, drink, eating an orange is so much better. When you're just drinking the orange juice, you're not drinking the pulp. You're just getting this straight-up sugar hit, this straight-up fructose freaking hit, dude. And that isn't good. That isn't good at all. All right, and an orange juice is like the juice of like ten different oranges. All right, when you're having one, and that's not very filling, is it? So you're getting the sugar from like ten oranges at once, but one orange with the uh, with the when you're eating, it's guts and everything, <laughs> it's fiber. That that that's, that's good. So like that that hits you real nice. Fills you up. One orange is more satisfying in terms of filling you up than one glass of orange juice. And one glass of orange juice might have a lot, lot more sugar in it than five, six, seven oranges, ten oranges. I don't know. So yeah, orange juice, orange juice is better than soda. I mean, if it's freshly squeezed, orange juice is better than soda. Obviously, orange juice that's made at the uh, you know, the giant, you know, the giant is a supermarket in the Baltimore area. <laughs> that's just the first thing that comes to mind. Albertsons, how about that? Albertsons, it's in California, um, the orange juice that comes from Albertsons that comes from China or whatever, you know, that probably is as bad as soda. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how, what they put into that stuff. That's uh, that's like adding sugar and who knows. So, But go, go to the real thing, dude. I don't drink any juice. I bet – just in case you haven't heard me say this before, the only thing I drink is water. Oh, you must drink coffee. No, the only thing I drink is water. Wait, you, you don't have apple juice? No. The only thing I've had to drink since – 2014 or yeah, 2014 is water. Oh wait, that's six years. Yes, water six years straight. Try it. All right, you, you want If you do that, you probably won't be one of those people panicking. Yeah, because again, that sounds like a radical thing to do. You want to fit in. You want to drink this. You want to drink that. Well, there's prices to pay for fitting in. All right, and you you want to fit in. You want to panic. You want to get jump on these Twitter trains where you're like, yes, you're such a man that you canceled and we're scared. I mean, that's the backward world we're, we're, we're living in today. All these people on Twitter are like, you're the real man. You were scared and canceled your event. <laughs> you panicked. You're such a real man. All right. So let's go to, uh, okay, now that was, that's, we're going to go that in a second. All right. So here's a story from Marylandreporter.com. Uh, Senator Ron Young calls for mandatory exercise for elementary students. <laughs> okay. All right, dudes. You got kids? They should already be running around at home. They shouldn't be fat and sitting, drinking sugary uh, drinks, watching TV all day long, scared of going outside. But so we're so fat now that we need the government to tell us. Uh, that schools need to implement mandatory times for kids to run around. Now, I I think schools should have PE, okay? Of course, kids should, should, but that parents need to give permission to allow their kids to to, to run around, I mean, this is is crazy. Kids should be running around all the time when they're not in school. They shouldn't be relying on school to become skinny, to become healthy. And that's what I, I, I see the direction people are going in right now. Like, yeah, let the school take care of my kids' health oh dude you're, you're really cruising for a bruising if you if you got that mentality uh, 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 the kids uh, i'll let them be fatty fatties at home all day and then the school will make them skinny the school so schools yeah mandatory l- l- let's make a law that it's mandatory that they run around now because the school's got to take care you think they're going to do a good job of exercising your kid i mean probably not they don't do a good job of educating your kid all right personal responsibility with your kids uh, if you have kids you you got to you got to take care of them dude you, you 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 can't let them sit and rot away and become morbidly obese people by the time they're 13 years old all right and that, that's what's going on because half of you are morbidly obese anyway that are letting their kids become morbidly obese and you're you're taking it out you don't want to see them do well so you let them follow your horrible pattern that's sickening that's sickening but there are a lot of people who do that to their kids um, but hey if you if you choose to let your kid become fat along with yourself I'm not here to bail you out, dude. I'm not here when you get sick to come cry to and say that I shouldn't – I should change my life because you you can't keep yourself thin. You can't keep yourself healthy. You can't take care of your own kid. You shouldn't be relying on personal responsibilities, new counterculture. But unfortunately, it is the mainstream culture to be this victim and then depend on the government to tell you when your kid can run around and when it's oh – God. All right. Now I mentioned that. So – I think you've all heard by now that uh there there was a, a a Twitter woman and Brian Williams uh talked about this, blindly repeated it on his show. I don't know who he works for, CNBC or something. Uh that that some lady on Twitter said that Mike Bloomberg, the amount of money he spent on uh on his campaign, he could have given a million dollars to every American. And uh, that that's completely and utterly false. It, it, it would have taken like $330 trillion or something to give a trillion dollars, uh, to give a million dollars to every American. It, it was ridiculous. No math was done. But it just shows you the socialist mentality. They think these billionaires have so much money that they could take care of the whole United States, that it's that it, the billionaires could give away all their money, and then everyone would be a millionaire. And that's not the case. That's not the case. Mike, 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 Mike Bloomberg, no. He he couldn't have spent all that money and everyone become a millionaire. That that's not the way it works. He didn't spend trillions of dollars, people. But P, they have no concept of this. It's only emotion. There's they don't sit down and do the mathematics. And they, it's the same thing with this fires thing. It really is. It, it's just emotions and hatred and jealousy and not taking care of oneself. Uh, but it, so it, it, it's fascinating. It, it, it's fascinating with the. Uh, and th- that, that 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 Brian Williams even repeated that, that he even made it through the editorial to get to him, uh, such a silly tweet. And then the woman who put out the tweet originally doubled down on it. <laughs> math, dude, math. But Hey, it, and that's the thing. If you're in the Bitcoin overlay and you actually understand math, look how far ahead you are of people like that, of the jealous people who don't know the difference between a billion, a trillion, and a million, okay? You, you, you get it in the Bitcoin overlay, savings and long-term planning, all right? Henry Abramson is a dude. I love his videos on Jewish history. Um, There's a lot of people who like to talk about the Talmud. The Talmud is a a Jewish legal book, okay? And Henry Abramson and most of the people on the internet who talk about the Talmud uh, have no idea what it is at all. It's just a way for them to hate Jewish people and to make up lies about Jewish people. And this has been a tradition since um, the non-Jews discovered the Talmud to just attack Jews because of the Talmud. But for those of you who actually want to learn what the Talmud is, you can watch this video. it is linked below. it's a very good one or, and then and origins of the Talmud from Bar Kokhba to the advent of Islam. All right, so that's the time period that it covers. it's, it's very interesting uh, Another Jewish video that I found this uh, week uh, is a, and a lot of people are you know they like what do the Jews think about the afterlife? And then some people are very curious about the afterlife. And, and religions so this rabbi friedman who is a chabad rabbi this is old video but i just found it and it says the soul and the afterlife where do we go from here and it's a good it's a good take and i'm not saying you have to believe i'm definitely not saying you have to believe this stuff but some people are curious some people want they're very curious they worry about uh you know what happens when you die et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. and so here's one guy saying uh, he goes. He gives a pretty good, a pretty good take on the, the Jewish take on. Uh, the, and then it gets deep at the end. But it's it's entertaining. It's educational type of stuff. So there's your, your little bit of a Jewish education for those of you interested in that type of thing. Pound that like button. Um, all right. What do we have? Uh, so here, let's talk about South Africa. AC in South Africa sent me this story. Uh, South African farmers blocked from helping to solve uh, load shedding. Many South African farmers want to generate enough green electricity to cover their own use and sell the rest to ESCOM and municipalities, but they are blocked from doing it. All right. So there, there are some complications in this story. Uh, the These farmers have some solar uh, panels and they're able to generate electricity because electricity in South Africa has become sort of unreliable, but they're not able to sell it to other people because of the government regulations and maybe that it is hard to get the power off of their farms to get it to other people or to get it to SCOM. i don't know all the technicalities but this is a time to innovate instead of government saying no you can't do this especially a government like south africa which is not run very well right now and is the people are there's been power shortages which is ridiculous Um, That never happened before. So, if if some people are generating power other than the state power company, you should figure out a way to innovate and and make it easier. But this article basically says they don't want to deal with it. And uh, that, all right. And and there might be some technicalities behind this, too. I am not a power expert, but I'm just saying I think it's a positive that South African farmers are generating their own electricity. And it would be great in the time of short of electricity if they were allowed to somehow if there was a way to get their electricity to other people all right they're powered other people pound that like button i find it they're innovating they're golden aging it up while the government doesn't want to figure out golden age innovations hey maybe they'll work it out i hope i hope they do it's a beautiful country uh but the government is not beautiful though obviously uh and so here, here, this is a good tweet. I was thinking the same thing I'm about to read you. It is pretty crazy that the Russian hacker spent like $100,000 to steal the election from Hillary, but Bloomberg spent $500 million and couldn't even win the primary. Almost as if the Russia thing was a bunch of uh, BS. Yeah. But hey, people love to be distracted by BS stories like that. And to worry. And Russia, Russia, Russia is destroying our electro- electoral integrity. Ooh, China, 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 we're all gonna die because we're gonna get sick from them. Same kind of thing. Panic, panic, panic. Gotta gotta go with the mainstream narrative and waste my time, waste all my time worrying about mainstream narratives. And then four years later, when it shows how ridiculous it was, we just forget. <laughs> And in four years, people are going to look back at this flu and be like, yeah, it was ridiculous, but we just forgot. And now we're worrying about the next thing that's completely ridiculous. By 2K24 or something. <laughs> All right. So this one's this is even better, this tweet. If only Bloomberg had hired Russians to buy $100,000 in barely literate Facebook ads instead of spending $700 million, he'd be president now. That's what the media have told us for three plus years. So yeah, guys, keep on trusting the media and the government. (laughs) All right. So, um, a Johns Hopkins senior scholar, Dr. Amesh Ajala. At the beginning of the week, I I watched his video on the flu that's going around that we've been talking about (laughs) all show. He says, he pretty much says deal with it and don't panic. And it's a good video. It gives some, uh, give some information about it. You can play the two X it's linked to below. If you want to educate yourself on this and not, not be in panic mode actually. Uh, and I said this before, but uh, it does appear that most people are just are unhealthy. Uh, most Western people in, in America and they just get sick during the winter anyway. I mean, just we're, we're living in unhealthy times and it's radical to be, it's radical to be healthy. Join me, be a unique beast. Don't join. I shouldn't say join me. Be a unique beast be for yourself. For yourself. All right. the uh, great human, a man that has went his own way, has one of the best anti-scapegoat, anti-conspiracy uh, theory men videos of all time. Okay, and um, I even left a comment that says this may be the best. Uh, m- m- <laughs> Man, man, video of all time. I'm not going to say the word I use. Personal responsibility is completely abandoned by some guys in this space. They care, they care content with, uh, wait, they like something. I can't even read what I wrote here. I, I, I push it. pushed what I would. What's this say? They care content with blaming others. I don't know what I meant there. Uh, No, they crave content that blames others. All right. True independence. That's what you should say. They crave content uh, th- th- that blames others. True independence is about understanding that you control your own destiny. Many use uh, that man going their own way as a crutch or a place to hide and figure out who is the latest scapegoat to blame for their problems. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Conspiracy theories are wrongful pattern recognition. Um, it only confirms your biases. I mean, and that, that's a great way of, of looking at conspiracy theories is that you you, you see a pattern, but you're, you're recognizing the wrong pattern. And it only confirms your your, your biases and your scapegoating. Uh, so, yeah, there are a lot of guys who say they went their own way, but they've done this. They, they've gone into that space just so they have a crutch or a place to hide. And so they'd say, well, now I'm part of this group and we're gonna blame other groups for why I'm hiding in this group. Uh, And yeah, if you truly went your own way, you don't need to scapegoat anyone. You don't need to blame anyone for your problems. You take care of your own problems, all right? And yes, a theme of all my videos, whether it be Saturday videos or my weekly videos, is stop scapegoating people. It's such an easy way out. It's them over there that caused it. It's China that caused my problem. It's this that caused my problem. It's Israel that caused my problem. No, dude, it's you that caused your problem. Fix your own freaking problem. Crown that like button. Be in motion. Uh. All right, now I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm not gonna. I don't do not to talk about voting stuff. I'm skipping ahead. It's nonsense. Why do I even wanna talk about that? All right, DNA stuff. All right, so there are some guys out there who say, you know, I, I, I got to get married because I got to to continue the family line. I got to continue my DNA, my genetics. I got I to pass it on. And one thing I heard the other day, and maybe this will change some guys' uh, minds, those ones are like that just only want to get married to, to have a, a kid. But and I link to it below, but genetically, your grandson is just as related to you as your nephew is. So if you already have a sibling <laughs> that has a kid and you want to continue your own line, well, sure, you're never going to have someone as related to you as a son, but you already have someone as related to you as your potential grandson. <laughs> That's your nephew. So that might put it into perspective a little bit if you have siblings, all right? And I never really – I never thought of it like that before. That, Like if you already got a nephew, you basically already have a grandson <laughs> uh, in, in terms of genetics. And Again, I understand the missing link won't be there. The son won't be there. But hey, I'm throwing throwing it out there. I don't think uh, anyone—that's not a good reason to. to, If you're getting into a bad, you know, just to pick any woman, well, I just—I'm just just gonna settle for any woman now, and my whole life might be ruined. But at least I'm gonna get a kid out of this, dude. You—you might be in a real—you might get a kid. What for six months? Then she divorces you. Then you don't have the kid anymore. But you're paying for it, and you're not really worrying about genetics anymore, are you? Uh, Anyway. And yes, I still would. I, I even with all that in mind, I would like to have a son one day. I have said this many, many times, but I do not want to get married. So I'm going to have to pay some woman in the future or something. Or so some, you know. A- again, I believe in technology and uh, and innovation in all aspects of life. So. You never, you never know what will come up. And again, another thing that I, we were just talking about Judaism. Also, I only want a Jewish son, so it would have to be from the, the womb, the womb of a, the egg in the womb of a of a Jewish woman. That's the only way you can get a Jewish son. Um, is is that way? Yeah. It doesn't matter if your sperm is Jewish, but <laughs> anyway. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen though. You can't. Uh, you get you got to keep living your life. But the cool thing about being a dude. Is that you can you can produce sperm for quite some time. Yeah, it's another reason to stay healthy, dude. Another reason to get the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin overlay, and to save. You know, you might get some nice life saving, life altering, uh, t- life extension technology. And uh, who knows? Uh, who knows what it, the future might bring. I'm not too. I'm not too concerned about that right now. But I mean, there are some dudes that are just like, oh, they got to the fit in so much. I gotta have kids. I gotta have kids that fit in. I got to continue the, the name. Well, if your brother or sister's already continue it, then you already got a grandkid. So, all right. <laughs> Genetically, at least. Uh, all right. Oh, so much in politics happened in the last week that I, at the beginning of the week, I wrote that think about all the money wasted on Mayor Pete's campaign, all that money that went in up in smoke that men sent to Mayor Pete. Men with so much disposable income, they sent their money to, to Mayor Pete and it just went up and spoke like that. He endorsed Biden and that's it. He blew all your money. All you men who have all that disposable income for various reasons, um, because you don't have kids, you don't have a wife, but you thought it was cool to spend, send it to Mayor Pete. What could have you done with that money in terms of Bitcoin? I mean, it would have changed your life. Really, it would have changed your life. It will change your life. So learn from your lesson. Don't regret sending Mayor Pete all that money, but send that twenty, get that twenty three hundred dollars that you maybe would have sent them another time, and spend it on Bitcoin because it's it's much more productive to give to give to yourself with Bitcoin than to any of these sociopathic politicians, whatever minority they claim to uh, uh, embrace, and you think you're part of with them. Um, don't, don't get caught up in that identity politics. I think there were a lot of guys that caught, got caught up in uh, Mayor Pete's identity of politics. And uh, now I think maybe some of them will wake up and be like, what happened to my $2,300? He just gives up like that? What happened? I, I should have spent it on myself, on Bitcoin. All right. And finally, we are talking about uh, – let me just see one thing here. All right. Keep pounding the like button, people. Yeah, I know it's late at night. It's, it, oh, it's Daylight Savings tonight also. So who knows what time it really is, wherever everybody. It's Daylight Savings in the United States. We're springing forward uh, today. But, okay, final, final tweet I'm talking about. Oh, man, this has been an hour. Jeez. <laughs> and I'm losing a, an hour of sleep tonight. I'll take a little nap tomorrow. Uh, all right. What is this? This is how people should run a business during normal times. Okay, uh, this is from Balaji. He's he's being a CUCK here, sort of, and I'm saying that all of his suggestions, I'm great uh, that people are. It's great people are experimenting with them now, but all efficient businesses should do this stuff. So he says, amazing leadership by Jack Square has gone to strongly encouraged work from home, and again, you should have been doing that from the beginning halted non-essential business travel. Why do why do companies think it's cool to have non-essential business travel? I, I never understood. Hey, I'm working for a corporation now, so I get to just travel wherever I want to, even when it's not that ne- we should be doing a, we've got Skype for years now <laughs> and, and and the and the other ones, Zoom and everything. Why are people still traveling? I don't even get it. And, and this this goes doubly for governments too. Uh it was, I mean, the government is out. We we are unfortunately uh, funding that completely unnecessary business. Uh, and then he praises him for suspending guests from visiting the office. Well, you know what? Efficient businesses do that anyway because a lot of times guests are just there to yenta and take up time and, and just, just waste. All right. And uh, he says all interviews over video conference. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not do all interviews? People should be doing all interviews over video conference now. I mean, that, that way you can get the best and brightest from all over the world and then hire them. And then they never have to come into your office anyway, because you've already got the, uh, the working from home uh, deal going. You don't need a centralized location to run a business anymore, to run lots of business. Some probably, but many know in this golden age. And then he says, we really should do mandatory work from home, but this is a good step. Well, wait a second. What, are you saying that the government should require everyone to work from home? No, that is ridiculous. We don't need force. This should be a voluntary type of thing. It, it You you are more efficient when you let people work from home. I believe so. I, I think there are ways of making it more efficient, but it shouldn't be forced during times of panic, okay? That no, everyone must work from home now. Come on, come on. Um, not, not, Not during such a period as this. It's winter. People get sick. Everyone's got to work from home or you're going to get arrested. No. Don't like that one. Uh, all right. So, yes. Government should That's it, dudes. I've given you an hour of my time. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, lovely evening together. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. <laughs> Remember to subscribe to this channel. Bang the bell button. Pound the like button. Like this video. Share this video. Remember this is conviction, you're getting a new show every day. You're getting Beyond Bitcoin every Saturday. I don't care if it's daylight savings. I got the conviction. Have that conviction with your lives too. Keep on staying in motion. Don't panic. Don't get into these doom holes. Don't be a scapegoater. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.